0: Moist is not a word that should define pizza crust. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV,
1: superheroes, it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we
2: run
0: down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're staying home for San Diego Comic-Con again.
2: Again. Again. It's March.
0: Oh, no, Chris. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: That's fine. That's fine. We'll talk about that
0: later. Uh, Did you know that they're preparing uh, another Star Trek movie? Mm, it's mm. just—it's just a perpetual uh, uh, pendulum. Star Trek yeah. movies for the rest of our lives.
2: Yeah, is—is is, is it a good one? Is it a bad one? Is it an even number one? I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back <laughs> and count. Maybe it's a reboot. They do that a lot. Uh, WandaVision had its finale. If no one's seen Series it, stop right now and go watch it. Finale. Yeah.
0: The title of that last episode. Exactly, uh, and we'll explain what that means later and more. Yeah, WandaVision spoiler talk at the very end of the episode, so uh, you have time to pause it now. Go watch the last episode. I don't know why you're waiting so long. I was finally able to take off all of my WandaVision muted keywords from Twitter, so I've been like enjoying some more of the memes. Cause you know, once you're once you're uh, cultural in the cultural zeitgeist, sometimes your memes avoid the keywords. Like I got all of those like winky Agatha agatha memes for like you know like i think it was like a week maybe two weeks i don't remember exactly what episode Mm -hmm. that meme popped up in so uh now i'm seeing all these other memes lots of great vision memes popping up right now so i'm enjoying those i feel like i can finally get up in the fray in the mix and i'm I'm seeing some shocking things that uh, people were expecting from the finale but we'll talk about that uh at the very end but yeah yeah, you bring up a really good point chris it's march Again, uh, this is like the month where you have to mentally prepare yourself for all of the think pieces for the anniversaries of this pandemic, right? Like, I like at the beginning of the month, there was a couple people talking about like, oh, if you measure it just by the month, you know, we we we're in it for twelve months. But the United States didn't really start like taking it seriously. I want to say for maybe about another week from now. It, I think it was like it was it like writer. Was... It was like it was, right around my brother's birthday. Uh, yeah, which it is was kind of in the middle of the month.
2: Well, your your brother and I birthday is a day apart. And oh the, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the the day of my birthday was the last day I was in the office. Uh, they yeah. were like, uh, "Happy birthday! Take your stuff home. Don't come back."
0: Kind of yeah, so, so so it kind of expect the middle of March is when people are really going to be talking about 365 days for the United States, kind of acknowledging this. So like now, like I, now we're trying to look. Everyone's trying to look forward now. You know these vaccines are coming out. We're we're starting to wonder: Are we going to be able to watch uh, Black Widow in May or not? Or are they going to push it? Are they going to go premier access? What's going to happen? So mm-hmm. we just uh, twiddle our thumbs at home and wait to see what happens. But luckily, well, you know, we got stuff like
2: Wanda on, to on watch, the flip right? side of that. I actually look at March as this is like a huge month for digital releases uh, mm-hmm. for for everybody. Young. Yeah, you know, I think you know we've talked about HBO Max having their their day and date releases. I think this month is actually one where they have a lot more coming up for us that I'm more excited for. Um, you know, again, we don't have like you know, was it Justice League, Mortal Kombat, uh, you know, Godzilla versus Kong kind of thing? Like that's exciting. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about you know, uh, Riot and the Last Dragon, uh, some Paramount Plus offerings. I think this month is like the first one. Like, okay, we have digital streaming options. So let's go. So I'm looking at March. It's like okay. Now we get content, Mike. We're not rewatching the same things over and over again or revisiting stuff we missed years ago, uh, even though I am doing that, as I mentioned with Frasier earlier. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. But um, it's just uh, I'm looking forward to all this really, really fun content coming up, Mike, and uh, getting to to see that uh, hopefully soon.
0: Speaking of the C word, you said content, Chris. What content have you been yeah. watching? Because well, a year in quarantine means like what is this the year anniversary of the quarantine now?
2: It, so uh, I don't even uh, go that far. I don't think we started that to like July. Uh, uh, but
0: in in our in our hearts and in, in this in our spirits, uh, we yeah. we started the second that we were working from home and I and we realized oh I can watch stuff in the middle of the day yeah. and I don't have to worry about somebody walking behind my monitor like judging what I'm doing on my computer. So yeah, uh, what have you been up to, Chris?
2: Well, I uh, got a chance to dive into the uh, hbo max a free offering of tom and jerry uh mm-hmm. this week uh which you know again i love looney tunes uh you know me mike on my plex server i have a whole library dedicated to looney tunes um the the classic ones and the new ones are really good on hbo max so i took a took a chance to dive into this tom and jerry movie and i will tell you they play a lot of music in this like not like <laughs> Like not cinematic music, but like
0: actual like popular songs along mm, the, the way, si- the soundtrack, if you will.
2: Yeah, uh, but also Tom and Jerry are essentially mute characters, right? They don't say anything. So what do you do? Do you do, you do the 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 up and down scales on the pianos as they're running down the hallway? Yeah. Do chaos? you do you hit
0: the xylophone like back and forth when yeah. one of them is like waving at the other one or something?
2: Yeah. So they they decide to go the other way and play modern music. And I think this movie it, it's nothing new. It's nothing great, but I mean it's something you can put in the background and not be. You know, very very upset with it. I believe, um, while this was on, I was diving into Mario Kart. I think, or playing uh, <laughs> the one of the Pokemon games on my Switch. Uh, so like, I didn't like, I wasn't watching it actively, but I kind of got, I got a good, good gist of it uh, along the way. Um, this has got some good actors in it. It's fun. I I, I really like the um, the animation of this. Like it's not like it's not two D drawn animation like what was it Space Jam from the nineties. Mm-hmm. On this, it's got mm-hmm. that three D kind of effect to it a little bit. It's like they've kind of modeled them in three D. So it's not distracting, but it looks a little smoother, a little more lifelike in everything mm-hmm. it does. So they've come a long way with that. And you know, I, I feel it's fine if you've got HBO Max, you can turn it on in the background and kind of go with it. Uh, but you know, if you don't have HBO Max, I would not say go out to the theaters and watch this or get HBO Max just to watch this um, just kind of a bonus of already having that subscription service uh, to continue that approach uh, I decided to dive back into also on HBO Max Detective Pikachu uh, another movie which was live action and you know animated characters along the way and I forgot how fun Ryan Reynolds Pikachu is in this mm-hmm. um, like it's not like I don't know why Nintendo decided to kind of go like it's not it's still pg and pg-13 but like it's still like the some of the stuff he says as ryan Reynolds like i how do they get by nintendo with this a little bit um you know talking about you know murder and and, and stuff like that but um, yeah i really enjoy i don't know if we, we we did we reviewed this years ago when it came out but like the pokemon designs in this feel really awesome and unique to this world um even though the the whole again the ending of you know it's it's bill nye uh you know the classic villain uh british actor who is always the villain why did we not think he was the villain before the end of this movie he is uh but you know it's it's fun to kind of see that stuff um the pokemon stuff especially as i was like this week playing uh i think i have sword or shield one of the two uh with some of my friends renewed interest really in the downtime it's still been
0: it's cold the tw- here it's the 25th anniversary it's gotta be that pokemon oh, yeah. uh uh live uh, pre-rendered post malone Conster. Yeah, i'm no. sure that's what got you going man i gotta tell you that was so weird coming across that with no context and thank you for filling me in but it's just like i'm not super familiar with post malone's catalog so i didn't know that he had covered hootie and the blowfish he didn't and, until
2: that day so yeah <laughs> it's just
0: and it's so weird to learn that at the same time when like charizard's flying around him and he's like animated as well i almost thought it was like a Fortnite tie-in because like anytime a celebrity or any ip now is like renderized into a cartoon you just assume it's for Fortnite. so i'm just like what is going on i'm getting post malone i'm getting hootie and the blowfish and i'm getting pokemon and it's like pre-rendered but it's like supposed to be a concert it was it's pretty well, weird, Chris, but the, the, that's the 25th anniversary of something out of Japan, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the funny thing is, you send over like they they cut like one section of this whole concert into like a music video, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching. I'm like, there's no intro to this. There's no outro to this. <laughs> yeah. It just starts and stops. And I'm like, why would they do that? Because you got to watch the whole the whole thing. Tells it like a more story where it kind of goes through all the Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, oh yeah, I'd see exactly why you'd be confused watching <laughs> watching him sing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. Which, you know, even in the, his... Like you said, it feels like they mo capped him, but he did like the same three moves the whole time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's either like they they mo capped him or like some animator had to just watch a bunch of like post Malone videos and be like, okay, this is a post Malone move. No, this is a move. And I'm just going to cycle through these things. But Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) but I mean, like speaking of animated things, I'll preface this by Chris's promise not to spoil anything in this because I'm not going to be watching it until we sign off of this podcast. And that's Raya and the yep. last dragon. I have not spent my $30 just yet. So Chris cannot spoil it for me or for you out there. That yeah. is his promise. I
2: will not spoil it, but um, my wife jumped on this that, you know, on Friday when it came out and she's like, we're going to watch it tonight for dinner. I'm like, that's fine. Uh, you know, it's a Disney movie, a Disney anime movie, new, new, um, new IP, new story kind of thing. And, um, you know, this, this is, was, uh, I'm trying not to, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to lead anyone e- either way. I think watch the cinematic quality of this movie, Mike, is, is mm-hmm. something I would say. Because I think when we talk about Disney animation, you know, we think what Frozen, um, what else did you do? Tangled in the past, like, you know, 10 years now. Wreck and Ralph. Um, Wreck it Ralph. They have knocked it out of the park. They, they're they mm-hmm. on a whole nother fidelity realm with this movie, Mike. Uh, and I, I that really, really stuck out to me uh, while watching this. So, um,. If I was to, you know, I mean, do you do you want a
0: recommendation whether it's worth 30 bucks or not?
2: Uh, uh, or, no, not yet. Okay, I, I'm going
0: to I'm going to go in uh, totally blind and see how this yeah. works. We're actually going to use the the party watch feature for the first time uh, on Disney Plus. I've yet to use it. Uh, the people that were watching it with didn't even know it existed. So it'll be a oh. learning experience. So. We'll see how it goes. Uh, We'll we'll fill everybody in next week. We probably weren't going to be doing a spoiler cast on this movie anyway. I mean, it's called Superhero Slate. I mean, uh, you know, we typically don't dive into animated stuff unless, like, Like, not even if it's Pixar. Like, we only did Soul because there was another thing to review Mm -hmm. also at the same time. So, uh, but, you know, we like talking about stuff that's in the site, guys. So, maybe tune in next week and we'll talk a little bit more about
2: it. And this is the second premiere access uh, movie from Disney+. Plus. The first Mm -hmm. one being last year's live action, Mulan. This being the second one. And hopefully, you know, again, enough numbers, uh, feedback. You know, they actually consider this. For a split, you know, theatrical premiere access for Black Widow come May because you know who knows what May looks like. You know, we're already a week into March, so I mm-hmm. mean, I would love to still, you know, be able to watch that at home. And yeah, you know, I'd give I give them my thirty bucks for Black Widow in a heartbeat. So, um, yeah, Riding the Lost Dragons now on Disney Plus through Premiere Access. I believe it's six weeks before it. Uh, uh comes out on there for free um i i
0: have no clue (laughs) uh
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna do a quick google i'm pretty sure it was was i think
0: i I think mulan was available what on christmas uh for free for everybody I, i think
2: just a quick look it might be a three month kind of thing then um because Mulan was September, and then yeah, then the Christmas, so mm-hmm. Mulan did not feel like September. Jesus, that felt more <laughs> later in the year. We lost a lot of time there. But yeah, so probably three more months, three months before this his Disney Plus for free, um, and then rentals probably beforehand. Um, and then I believe just before I forget, Disney Plus price hike is at the end of this month, Mike. By the for the dollar uh, up. So if you've not got your Disney Plus, haven't pre-ordered for the year, you want to save, you know, your dollar per month. Go ahead and snag it now while you can. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what have you been? You've been watching. What have you been up to?
0: Yeah, tune into my side over here. Uh, since we finished binge watching The Americans uh, the other week, now we have a, a little bit more time to fill. So we started jumping into some things that uh, we had been recommended to us. And there's this new comedy on NBC called Mr. Mayor. So if you're missing your Ted Danson fix that you may have been getting from The Good Place before that uh, show uh, wrapped up, uh, Ted Danson is the mayor of Los Angeles in Mr. Mayor, and it's from the team that brought you 30 Rock, so Tina Fey's involved, and she made one of my favorite shows of all time, which is 30 Rock. So I was looking forward to jumping into this when it was recommended to me. And um, I was really looking forward to Kimmy Schmidt when that came out on 30 Rock because that was uh, Tina Fey's... um uh, production and it was like uh, pretty fresh off the of the finale of Thirty Rock and I just couldn't quite get into it. I understand why people would like it, you know. No shade on anybody that's a big Kimmy Schmidt fan. Apparently, you know, it must have been successful enough over at Netflix because they gave them like a really weird like interactive movie, which was a, a strange decision. I would think for that type of franchise, but i I've, I've yet to see it. But Mr. Mayor is pretty funny, especially if you live out here in Los Angeles, because there's lots of L.A. specific jokes that they're writing into it because it's very local. Uh, Ted Danson, of course, is really, really funny. Uh, I like some of the other uh, cast members that are involved. I, I don't really know the modern SNL cast, but I, I, I think so, uh, some of these people are crossing over into this show. So Mr. Mayor, you can watch that over on Hulu. I think there's like nine episodes available right now, and it feels like a show that's going to grow on me even more. Uh, we were talking off of the mic about like Frasier and about the evolution of sitcoms and how they kind of have to find their footing. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm nine episodes and I feel like Mr. Mayor is finding its footing. So I'm digging that. And the the next comedy that we were watching on HBO Max, but I believe technically it aired on TBS. So TBS must be owned by the mega corporation of AT&T by now if it is on HBO Max I'm like I'm like trying to view like the spreadsheet and the chart in my head uh but anyway there's two seasons of a show called Miracle Workers that's on uh, HBO Max right now and it's just hilarious uh it stars uh Steve Buscemi and uh Daniel Radcliffe and it's kind of like an anthology show and I guess to tie it back into SNL a little bit more it's from this creator by the name of Simon Rich ...who has written on SNL for uh, a while now, and he created another show that I really, really liked, Man Seeking Woman, which was on FX. So he has the show called Mir- Miracle Workers that's like this weird kind of anthology where like each season is kind of just based on like short stories that Simon Rich has like written before. So he's not just like a TV writer, but he's also like an author. So the first season is about Steve Buscemi is God, and Daniel Radcliffe works in the prayer Answering Prayers department... And it's all very satirical, it's all very silly, it's all very funny. Um, two of the other cast members that will reprise new roles in the second season, which we also watched, um, is... I can't remember the the woman's name, but she was one of the teenagers in that movie Blockers. You know, like John Cena was in that movie. And I think it might have been John Cena's daughter in that movie. But she's in this show as well, along with... Um, I also can't remember this guy's name, but he was the cab driver in Deadpool. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, been yeah. In, yeah, he's been in yeah, other things, too, but he was really in Detective,
2: funny. He P- was Detective Pikachu at the beginning. Yeah,
0: you know? that, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So they're kind of like the four core group of people um, that also show up in Season 2. And Season 2, like I said, since so it's an anthology, goes a totally different direction. It's not about God or the afterlife at all. It's just about a, a, a medieval town, and Daniel Radcliffe is a prince, and... Uh, Uh, Steve Buscemi is a professional shit shoveler And it's just all about like The satirical take on the middle ages And about how uneducated people were back then It's so funny Uh, We really fell in love with it. And it's short. Like, the first season's only seven episodes. Second season is only ten episodes. And since, like, uh, cable television is, like, really crunching the runtime to run as many commercials as possible, which is why I'm so glad we were able to stream it, the episodes are, like, just barely over 20 minutes long. I mean, back when we were kids, Chris, like, sitcoms were, like, pushing like 23, 24 minutes. So it's just like, they are really, really trimming these down to fill it with commercials. So definitely watch it on HBO max if you can you can avoid all of those excessive commercials but that just means you'll plow through these like so fast so quick and they're hilarious and you know we did a bunch of googling the third season hopefully is dropping sometime this year and it's supposed to be about the Oregon trail kind of like that time and like these people like crossing the country so i think that'll be really great so two great comedies uh that you can stream one on hulu or one on hbo max mr mayor miracle workers um Just a a brief uh, bit about the show called No Activity because, you know, Paramount Plus has launched this week, and I only learned about this show called No Activity because apparently it's about to air its fourth season, and I had never heard of this show before. Chris, have you ever heard of No Activity before?
2: Absolutely not.
0: Yeah, it started in 2016 on CBS All Access. So that explains why we've never heard about it before. It was a CBS All Access original, and there's not a Star Trek character in it, right? So the reason why I was so intrigued is I came across a trailer for the fourth season, and they did this really cool thing where since this fourth season had to be created during a pandemic— Instead of trying to, like, you know, figure out how they're going to produce it or, you know, oh, we'll just do bits and bobs, you know, animated in it, just get live actors in when they can. They just made the decision. Let's just animate the entire season. So I watched the trailer for the fourth season and they pick this kind of cool limited frame rate art direction and you know it doesn't look like claymation but the kind of the the way they rendered the characters it looks like the likenesses of the characters because like tim meadows is in it will forte's in that specific season there's lots of familiar faces because it's produced by funny or die so you get a lot of these really hilarious uh, comedians in the industry that like you'll show up for an episode or whatnot so I watched the trailer, and I was like, well, this animation looks really, really fun. And I was like, but why have, Why are all the things I'm seeing on this, say, like, new season, new season? I've never heard of this show before. Well, that's when you learned it's on CBS All Access slash Paramount Plus now, and the first three seasons are all live action. So we watched the first two episodes, and and they're pretty funny. Like, it's just kind of um i don't really know how to explain it but it's like you can tell they 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 can make this on the cheap there's only like four different sets it's mainly just dudes like talking in a cop car for like 20 minutes but it's just really funny and it's written really well uh will Farrell is in the second episode um bob odenkirk uh, i believe is going to be a recurring character uh um uh, i can't think of his name off the top of my head J jonah jameson who's that actor that played on uh, 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 JK K. Simmons, JK yeah. Simmons. Yeah. Uh, he has this hilarious monologue cause he appears in, uh, in the second episode where he's this investigator that shows up in the back of their cop car and he's like, pretend that I'm not here. But then like, uh, they keep trying to talk to him. He's like, I don't understand who you, like, who are you talking to? There's no one, there's no one here. I'm not here. Don't ignore me. And then he just goes into this super long monologue about like falling in love with a guy on grinder. And it's just so funny. Um, so if you're into that uh, type of stuff of just, like, kind of uh, kind of dry, but also, like, just really funny characters and conversations, uh, I think we might try to stick with No Activity. I don't know exactly if I'm going to pay for more Paramount Plus to watch it. You know, if I happen to get Paramount Plus in the future for this Halo show, maybe I'll return to No Activity. But it's kind of cool to know that... Once I get through three seasons of it, I'll be treated to this really interesting fourth animated season. So that's just a quick uh, little plug for No Activity. Chris, I know that you uh, got a subscription to Paramount+, Plus, so that might be something that uh, that, uh, you'll enjoy. Um, Mm. So you should check that out.
2: Noted. No Activity. Activity for No Activity is what I'm hearing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, this last thing real quick is, started dipping my toe into the Witcher 3 and I'm um, I'm really intimidated right now. So if anybody has played this Witcher video game franchise, please send me your tips and tricks and let me know how I should adapt to this really overwhelming system of like combat and inventory because uh, the onboarding process for this game is a little clunky. I'm not saying the game doesn't end up being really, really good because I know the critics have really liked this third installment. That's the only reason I even know about this video game franchise is because when the third one came out, everybody was going crazy for it, and that's why I'm even, like, dabbling with it uh, right now. But, like, I went from, like, learning how how to fight to all of a sudden, like, opening up an inventory system that has, like, a million different items in it. Like, you know in a video game, Chris, when you visit, like, your very first shop, and Mm -hmm. then the video game lets you buy something usually the first shopkeeper only sells like three things because like you don't really know what you need or what you're supposed to do well this first shopkeeper has like an inventory of like 40 things and like half of it is just different types of food and i'm just like i barely know how to play this game don't let me make the decision if i should buy the loaf of bread or if i should buy the rotisserie chicken or if i should buy the boar like i don't care i just let me know what the health item is like well kind of almost wish they stripped it down a little bit, right? Here's your problem.
2: (laughs) You were in The Witcher 3 expecting Witcher 1 hand-holding. So, I mean, I I think most people wouldn't jump into Witcher 3 without playing the other one, so I think maybe that might... Be no, that, something that, that take could be taken a little bit.
0: That could possibly be it, but I did a little bit of googling. Uh, this is a this is a, a first for a lot of people that enter the franchise because, like I said, this was the one that garnered a lot of the attention. And I made sure when I started playing the game, I selected yes for every tutorial option it gave me. It's actually kind of cool because they know people that are very used to this franchise, so they want to give them the ability to skip all of these tutorials and stuff. And I prompted yes for every single one. I was like, yes, hold my hand as long as possible. Uh but just, just not very long. They kind of like take the training rules off and just like push you down the street so um i'll try to dip my toes back into it this week uh maybe i'll report back next week of if i bought the chicken or if i bought the bread and i'll let you know how it goes but um i also since i have playstation plus i downloaded that final fantasy 7 remake for free so like that's kind of tempting me as well so i don't know we'll have more answers for you next week but uh that that's the corn stream that's what we've been watching
2: and just to though in video games i forgot uh yesterday uh fortnite added in uh, ant-man uh after teasing him for like you know D- since does last he get season. big and small no 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 powers uh in oh, Fortnite, he's in ability. but he does have an ant as his backpack antonio is his uh back bling and then he uses a <laughs> toothpick with an olive uh on
0: it for his pickaxe uh, okay well uh, i guess that's one way you can yeah. kind of work in kind of like play with size
2: yeah so uh but in the in the last season he actually it was like a an oversized an enlarged doghouse area. Um, mm-hmm. was it was um like Ant Man zone, but they never put him in, so we're not really sure why they delayed him to the end of this next season.
1: But, oh, gotcha. um, but they
2: put everybody every all the Marvel characters back in if you are interested. I don't know if they'll be out by the time you guys listen to this, but if, if you get a chance they're they're in there. Uh, but you mentioned uh, Paramount+. Plus. I, I we talked a little bit about the the discount code, right, last week. And I went ahead and dove into a year of CBS All Access, now Paramount+. Plus. It swapped over. I didn't have to do anything. It just worked, which is great. And uh, what I'm going to tell you right now is this feels, if you're familiar with HBO Max's layout, this feels like they stole a lot from HBO Max. <laughs> um, just logging in, you get to see CBS, BET, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and the Smithsonian Channel. Um, which is like, I feel like it was very similar um, in vibe to, you know, how um, HBO Max lays out their categories. And some of the stuff I dove into, uh, I did not know this. Um, do you remember the Comedy Central Presents, like the, the stand-up comedy shows? Mm-hmm. They have like mm-hmm. hundreds of them on here
0: yeah I have a little bit of a complaint though I don't like that they throw those into the movie category because like I understand that that they're longer than maybe like a half hour of comedy but it's just like when I think movies like I want to look at feature films like I kind of wish they would pull those out of the movie category cuz it just makes it a little confusing well, cuz like yeah. you said there's so many of them it's just like okay like feature movie feature movie feature movie and then like a thousand stand up specials and i have yeah. to keep scrolling well, to look at more movies so
2: so i'm not talking the specials but i, I do know what you're talking about i'm talking like the the mm-hmm. tv shows where they used to like like you hey tune into like the ro- like the regular roast episodes or whatever roast battles. Mm-hmm. stuff like that. uh like comedy central presents they had like um and Oswald from 99 in there because the show's been around so long mm-hmm. uh, they don't have every episode but it has been interesting to go back and watch stand-up comedy and just have it on in the background because you don't have to watch it right and see these i thought that was a fun little thing uh mm-hmm. and then we also talked a little bit about last week about the crossover like the cross pollination they have uh, a lot of comedy central on here but so does hbo max um so I went and found uh, the, the classic key and pill episode where they have the football players with all their names. Oh yeah, uh, that's a great H- Hingle classic. McRingleberry and stuff like that. So, <laughs> uh, we, you know, I'm able to you know just put that on and roll no commercials, which has been great. And then also, like I said, um, diving into Frasier for the first time. Uh, you know, we have a friend of the show, Adam. Uh, he, he he watched the show with another uh, one of our our Fortnite friends, Evan, and i was trying to watch it and get in that but I'm, it's a slow going for me uh, like you said you've got to put your mind back to 1993 thir- uh, 30 years ago uh coming up so yeah um it, it's definitely a different different thing but you know we all we all have kelsey grammar first patrols beast in x-men three mm-hmm. right one of the one of the highlights uh and also i think this is one of the few places you can catch all of the spongebob squarepants episodes i think amazon or netflix only have like yeah, like the here. first couple
0: seasons. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So uh, I definitely I uh, think that's good. I, I there's so much to take in. Um, I'm excited to dive into the movies, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, uh, Godfather, uh, Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible's are all on here. Uh, then my wife said she hasn't seen some, she'd like to do that. But also another one, I think we talked about. Did I tell you about the Console Wars uh, documentary mm-hmm. on here? Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or in, in in our text, but it's literally the documentary of um, when Sega came out, what did Nintendo do, and how did they <laughs> okay. combat each other in the, the mid nineties? Which you know that's the console generation we're in, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the, do you get a Nintendo or do you get a Genesis kind of thing? And um, they brought a lot of people back, you know, who were in the industry for interviews and like how how upset people were, how interest, and you know how other things kind of played out with that. So I'm excited to dive into Paramount Plus. There's just a lot, in their layout, like you said, could use some work in and what they're classifying like you said as movies Is it over you know an hour is that, is that what they're making it a movie a standalone once one-off or is that a movie I don't like that uh, for the comedy stuff so hoping to dive into there knock on wood all right uh it's been about 30 minutes let's dive into the actual news here for the we <laughs> yeah a we're a show. new show right that's what yeah. we do so uh first and foremost thing the biggest news this week was San Diego Comic-Con 2021 has canceled their in-person event
0: oh ouch i mean it makes sense we knew it was going to happen i mean theoretically they may have been able to put on some form of a convention but like there's just not enough people were going to be vaccinated it wasn't Mm going to be the same type of con so this makes a whole lot of sense um one thing that's really weird is they have something else tentatively scheduled for like November, I think, right, something later in the year, and they they haven't one hundred percent said what it is, but it might be something smaller scale. So I don't know if that's going to be at the convention center, what exactly they're trying to do, or what it's going to be. Um, But uh, honestly, I'm just sitting here Waiting for next year And I know some people are really nervous About large in-person gatherings again And, you know, it'll probably be like a little um, It'll be a little worried It's kind of like getting in the car for the first time After you've been in a car accident You're just like, oh God, trauma happened last time I was here mm-hmm. So, but I, I, I will be going back I think I can safely say I'll be there in 2022
2: yeah. Well, like we said, you can uh,
0: save your money this year and last year And put it towards that year Oh, yeah, I'm saving so much money I mean I don't spend necessarily a fortune when I go to Comic Con, but it definitely ain't cheap, even if you're a local and can drive there and don't have to buy plane tickets. So, uh, whew, yeah, uh, saving a bit of cash. It it adds (laughs) up.
2: And, And I think, you know, I think this year will be probably. A lot of cancellations. Again, I, you know, uh, C2E2 was moved to December for, for me, and I I still don't know what that looks like. That's it's like two weeks before Christmas. I'm like, that's a horrible weekend to
1: have.
0: It. New York Comic Con might be the biggest con to make a re- uh, resurgence because if I remember correctly, I think that's in October or November, possibly. Yeah, it's, it's a fall. Yeah, so we might be able to ink in like a real comic-con mm. which that'd be kind of a boon for new york usually all the big stuff is uh revealed before that con comes around so usually yeah. you just kind of get a little bit of like tv news here and there so that'd be kind of exciting for new york yeah it could be
2: or um uh, like i um you know san diego is doing a virtual event i honestly imagine all the companies are going to go virtual um and just like they're like look how much money we saved and look how much you know when when disney did their presentation their investor presentation right uh, mm-hmm. How many people tune into that, you think? Uh, oh, how big lot. was that news week uh, for us? And that, that's essentially what we would have got at Comic Con. So, like, do we put the money for this? Do we rent out Hall H for an hour and a half um, and do that? Or do we just start doing their own things, uh, you know, for a couple of years? So, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think this year is going to be a way to, like, normalize it uh, until mm-hmm. probably probably next year or so. Um, but they're doing a virtual event, and that just. I'm going to be honest. This year's. 2020's virtual event sucked so hard. (laughs) So hopefully they learned some lessons and maybe they can snag some exclusives now that they're much more ahead of schedule than they were Mm -hmm. last year on that regard. And we're also going to talk about some other things uh, happening. Uh, A Quiet Place 2 has moved up to Memorial Day weekend uh, for its release. So that's moving up. That means, you know, people theaters are opening slowly. You think uh, people will probably be going to these? I mean, I don't know.
0: I mean, we, we, I I briefly mentioned, like, we don't even know if we're going to get Black Widow in theaters, but then, you know, we see crazy things about like how entire states are opening back up and like your population isn't even vaccinated. So I don't, I don't even understand how you could even fully open up and pretend this isn't happening. So Mm. it's this weird thing of just like whether a state should or shouldn't be open, if Hollywood looks at it and sees like oh all of their movie theaters are open we should start rolling movies over there so we can make money again so i i don't i don't know quiet place 2 is kind of interesting because um when L.A. felt like a ghost town at the beginning of the pandemic when no one was going anywhere, but, you know, you have to go to the grocery store, you have to go to, like, a, a, a preset doctor's appointment, right? We would be driving down the road, and it's just like, oh, wow, look at all these Quiet Place 2 billboards. This movie was supposed to be out already, but now it's been months, and these billboards haven't
1: mm-hmm. been changed at it, all.
2: It's been, like, I think delayed twice, right? And, and you yeah, know, they, they just stopped making dates, so they moved it back, they moved it forward. I think it was supposed to, as of last week come out I think in August or Mm -hmm. something like that because um Quite, uh, Quiet Place Part 2 is part of that Paramount Plus deal we talked about last week, where it would come out 45 days after the theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was originally on September 17th or, or maybe November 19th. Um, yeah, and
0: the crazy thing is, is I would say like, oh, Quiet Place 2, I would definitely watch it, you know, in the comfort of my own home. I'd wait 45 days because this isn't in a movie. This isn't yeah. a movie I think I need to be there day one for. But some of my favorite memories from watching the first one is being in the theater whenever you Mm -hmm. could it's the only time I've ever been in the theater where everybody just shut up and paid attention to the movie because it was so intense and you couldn't like it felt like you weren't allowed to make noise or something would kill you and then something would happen and then everybody would just be like ah so it was just a fun theater going experience so I might I, I think I'd like to experience that again but I ain't going out Memorial Day weekend are you kidding me yeah
2: is that May I don't, I think that's may, right?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, it's like it's usually the start of the the kind of unofficial start of the summer.
2: Right. Yeah. So I mean, um yeah, I Memorial mean, is fine. I mean, it's moving up, that, but you know, I've not heard of any release dates moving up other than Kong versus Godzilla, but that was because it was getting a digital release. So I think, you know, maybe they're looking at international markets here. Uh again, that's something that we don't really consider when we talk about this. We only think about our current situation here, but you know, international markets are starting to open back up at, and, you know, that could be a big one. I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me from the last one. But, um, yeah. And then also, I think possibly the Paramount Plus 45 days later would we'll put this in June um, mm-hmm. or early July for that, which is great. Uh, Fast and Furious 9, which, you know, uh, that was been put on a hold for a year as well, uh, has moved uh, back to a June 25th release, uh, which is no surprise there. But that brings us to our next point. Literally, that's why I put it in here, is that that is the same date currently as... Venom let there be carnage
0: Yeah that was a weird moment this week when I saw Venom trending on Twitter and I was like Why is Venom trending and Kristen did Text me that there was a trailer that Because that's how I know trailers come out Chris yeah. just sends me a text Of like hey watch this here's the link uh, Yeah so it's just like people are like It's just like so hilarious seeing people Try to like argue which is better Venom or like Fast and Furious And I'm just over here like these are both Just very mediocre pieces of Entertainment in my opinion I'm not trying to be elitist over here, but like the first Venom film was not good. And the fast movies are on the ninth movies and people just talk about how dumb and stupid they are, albeit entertaining. So it's just hilarious. It's almost like seeing like Chad's like dude bros argue about which movies their favorite. No, nah, man, it's, it's Venom, man. He's like big and he's like gooey. It's like, no man, it's about the cars. Which is better? No, my goo's going to fight your car. No man, Vin Diesel, he's ball. He should be Venom. And it's just, it's just hilarious. Just seeing people argue about these two movies. It's just like, i don't care (laughs) well step
2: off your soapbox a little bit uh the reason this is important (laughs) is because these are both potentially billion dollar franchises i know venom was like 856 million whether we like it or not they
0: still made money and yes and and i'm looking forward to see what andy circus does with the sequel to venom as well
2: exactly so the the question is will venom stay on june 25th will fast nine even risk a june 25th and or move it again um, I, I think, you know, if looking at these two based on franchises and, and money numbers, I think venom is probably going to be rated R. Uh, I believe was the first one. The first one was not, was it? Uh, I don't even remember. I, I don't workers. think so. it couldn't make, I don't think it would make that much money if it wasn't rated, if it wasn't rated PG 13. But, um, if this one is rated R, I don't think it'll have a chance against fast nine. Um, so I, I think it'd have to move, which would delay. Venom
0: was PG 13. Yes. Yeah. I just, just double checked.
2: So, uh, I, I feel this is gonna be one of those things where we get another another delay in, in the superhero movies like guys but you know Sony's not really um, other than spider-man they're not really done anything right like Ghostbusters was delayed again you know Venom's really the only one's only been moved once uh, from last October so Morbius
0: got moved
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I i forget about that until they tell me it moves um but but venom you know like i said with andy circus um and woody harrelson and, and and tom hardy this is this has a potential to, to be something um or or be nothing at the same time like all movies so i don't know i think i think venom would probably move in this situation um so we're gonna have to keep an eye on this See see exactly which studio blinks first um my guess is i think the fast movies are very big internationally as well right um Mm-hmm. I believe the last one was, like, what, didn't it jump out skyscrapers? In like yeah, but also, Dubai? like,
0: Venom, Venom was historically made all that money uh, overseas, I think yeah. China was its biggest market, and China, like, has put out, just a couple weeks ago, the biggest movie weekend of all time, yeah. like, I saw the headlines, of. I don't remember what the movie was, but it did better than Avengers Endgame yeah. over there in China, it was, like, a huge deal, so... Yeah, these movies will be like, yeah, no one's going to go see these in America because not a lot of people can uh, go to the theaters yet. But, oh, these are going to make a lot of money international. Let's just put them out.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like and recoup it later. Uh, you're probably not pirating movies with, you know, in foreign languages. So uh, they got that going for them. So we'll keep you posted on what what happens there. This is, this is the, the, the funnest report I've had this week, Mike. Um, MCU uh, is, is supposedly working on a movie called The Mutants. And I'm going to flag this as like saying you know, this is their internal name. They're not going to release a movie called The Mutants. Yeah. Uh, and if
0: they were, do you think you would really know about it now? Like yeah. they, you wouldn't have the. We just got the title for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Like uh, this could end up being it, but like don't just assume this is the title. Right,
2: right. They're probably just calling that internally. So you're like, oh, yeah, we're working on the mutants movie, right? Like we're not saying what it is. You know, it's 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 in flux. But like literally, New Mutants just came out to you know abysmal scores, abysmal box office numbers, right? They're not mm-hmm. going to they're not going to put mutants in the title to save their life unless it's like a really, really good subtitle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I feel like this is fun to think, you know, they're internally calling it the mutants as they're working on it. Like the article went so far as to be like, yeah, Kevin Feige, is the producer. Uh, Did you know he's a pro-? I'm like, yeah, we all know he's the producer <laughs> of all these movies. Like it's no surprise at all. So, um yeah, always, always just double check your guys sources before you start reading articles out on the Internet, because that, this this one got wild real
0: fast. Yeah it does make you wonder if there is a benefit to going with a title right that isn't x-men i mean everybody knows what the x-men is but you know that franchise has been alive for so long like maybe it would be a good idea to go mutants but then at the same time you have this title new mutants that's out there but you know who knows maybe the the uh the analytics uh team over at disney the you know just all of the Data They have is just like nobody watched the new mutants. Nobody knows the title. Everybody's forgotten it already. We're safe mm. to use the word mutants again and until you so, start searching it. And then that's the first thing yeah. that pops up. And, I, and the, the first thing I thought of is just like if this is the case, possibly, you know, maybe it is a smart move to bring the mutants back. In a feature film without the word x-men because like really do you really build the x-men team all over again we've already done it twice right you, you did it uh, in those original x-men movies you did it again in like the new class you brought you recast you made a little cyclops kid who came back you you made him young you made him a teen you know so it makes you wonder like and does the x-men even make any sense you know the whole point was like you know Xavier and Magneto had been this way for so long they always you know they always tie it to the Holocaust right but it's just like as far as we know in the MCU there were no mutants in the Holocaust I suppose there's maybe a way you could like weave that weave that storyline back in but it seems like they're gonna be creating something wholly new and then when they establish it. We might see characters return, like we may see Logan slash Wolverine again, but yeah. possibly he'll have, a, he'll have a new backstory or a similar backstory. But you know, it just seems like we don't have any lineage, and it feels like a lot of X Men storylines talk about lineage and history and past. And as far as we know, they're going to be a brand new thing to the MCU. So there is a, it does seem like maybe X-Men won't be the title that we see. I
2: I think it's, I think they're going to have to, because again, the first time they introduced, you know, these characters was in a a book called X-Men and they didn't have history. Then I think there's an opportunity here to give it the, one of the titles, like, you know, how Spider-Man, it's not just Spider-Man It's Spider-Man homecoming, right? Like I think, you know, this one's probably the most popular one. It's astonishing, like astonishing X-Men, like, you know, or 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 take a subtitle from one of the other comic books that they've got and use a subtitle to give it that name. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if if we do see astonishing X Men. I mean, they did. They made the same play with Spider Man, right? The Amazing Spider Man with yeah. the um uh the Garfield Spider Man. So, and
2: I think X Men just has cachet to it. Like, oh, I'm watching the Astonishing X Men. I know what mm. I'm going into. If let's say I'm going to watch Marvel's Mutants, like. Mutants is something that's not Specific to Marvel because you know there's Mutations in real life right so Like I or or mutants in other Movies I think sticking with X-Men Adds that like prestige and people like Oh I know what X-Men is
0: but oh. I think I think the one thing we do know concretely, one thing that has literally come out of the man's mouth, Kevin Feige, is he's basically said, "Don't hold your breath. Right. It will be a while until you see the X Men slash mutants appear in the MCU. We're developing other things. You know, we're looking at Fantastic Four, Blade. These right. are the things that we're developing right now. We own. Everybody knows we own the mutants. Kind of like we'll get to it. So maybe by the time we finally." circle back around to these guys that we remember knowing and loving nobody will have any remembrance of the new mutants so maybe they can use mutants Mm -hmm. and we'll be far enough removed from the last x-men movie that they can use x-men who knows maybe x-men will be the feature line and mutants will be the disney plus series you know Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a lot of opportunities here and they are
2: there's nothing happening and that's not the name they're going to use so i think i think we're good for a while um Especially, you know, like I said, they just did Fantastic Four, or Feige's lying to us, and they've already put him in all the other shows. Yeah, uh, they, yeah that's true. They, they did tell us In Game wasn't the title for a whole year until they were like, "Yeah, it's In Game. We got you, good." Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I've not linked anything here, Mike. However, they're currently filming outdoor scenes, uh, in mm-hmm. Australia. Uh, there are no spoilers in these scenes, but there will be fun surprises in the movie. So avoid these if you can. Uh, Ooh. be like Mike. Put some blockers on your Twitter feed uh, <laughs> and um you know d- just just try to avoid him because there are a lot of photos of set photos and some other stuff uh, i do know natalie portman is on set um so that's fun to know you know she's, she's doing her scenes uh and you know some other really cool things i think will be fun in the theater that you don't want to be ruined mike so all right cool i, would, I will
0: uh try to keep my eyes shut
2: yeah keep your eyes shut Put put the blockers on your Twitter, Mike. And that's what I want to tell you because I think these are the things you'd be like, ah, I don't like it. Because I did share one photo with you,
0: right, of mm-hmm.
2: Natalie Portman being held up by blue people, which doesn't ruin anything. But I'm just like, oh, look at this movie magic. People in blue suits <laughs> holding Natalie <laughs> Portman in the air because they're mm-hmm. going to Photoshop them out later uh, in the movie. I thought that was really fun. But there are more around that. Uh, not, not that in particular, but other things they've been filming. Because apparently they just film everything all at once. So all over the place. Captain Marvel two, there's a rumor that Michael Korvac or just Korvac might be the villain in this movie. Uh, are you familiar with Michael Korvac?
0: Man, I, I thought the name sound sounded familiar, so yeah. I did just a quick Google image search and uh, no, I don't uh, know who this dude is. <laughs> you, you
2: um you watch Avengers uh Earth Mightiest Heroes. He is mm-hmm. one of the villains in there where they introduce Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. Oh, okay. Um, they're chasing him across the universe, you know. He has the power cosmic, you know. As part of his backstory that's one of them uh, he gets the power cosmic and he fights the avengers and guardians of the galaxy in the comic book i think right now he's a main iron man villain in the, in the current comics um but you know him being imbued with the power cosmic would make him a a very good villain for captain marvel uh, someone mm-hmm. uh, on her power level because she's imbued with the cosmic cube or tesseract power if you will so um i, I think it's i mean we don't know we don't know anything else uh, I think what was that Brie Larson said, you know, there's one thing I can tell you about this movie. I can't tell you anything. I'm like, yes, yeah, it sounds about right.
0: Uh, every time, Br- every time Brie Larson trends on my Twitter, it's just people think that, uh, she's, um, she's like coming out of the closet. And, uh, then it becomes like a thirst trap for a lot of women, which I just think is really, really funny because, uh, all across all genders and all spectrums, everybody's in love with, uh, Brie Larson. It seems yeah. like,
2: yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, you know I'm excited for Captain Marvel too. We get um, uh, uh Spectrum or Monica Rambeau will be in that Little Miss Marvel from her show, uh, Miss Marvel coming up. Um, and again Captain Marvel, and who knows what else? You know, I'm very excited for these characters. So I'm pretty sure that means you know we're not gonna get a movie set in the mid 2000s like we thought we were. It'll be characters you know from now forward. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see see how all these uh, all these shows culminate in, in that in that movie. Do you remember the character Silk from Spider Man? <laughs> oh I
0: feel like every time we talk about Silk, it's with the headline of just like, Sony wants to make a girl Spider Man. Can yeah. you believe it? And then, like, I have to go on Google Images and I have to search Silk and, I'm like, okay, what am I going to Photoshop yeah. here for the thumbnail? Yeah. Um, it, so, yeah, <laughs> that's usually the Silk conversations we end up having on so, the show.
2: So, apparently, Silk is going to be a series and they're shopping it to Amazon Prime with uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller as the executive producers on this.
0: Um, so if it's Lord Miller, do we have any confirmation whether it's live action or if it's animated?
2: Uh, it's, it's supposed to be live action. Uh, there, there's uh. somebody else who is a regular producer above them. Uh, says it was live mm-hmm. action. Um, but the character breakdown has Cindy Moon, uh, who's a kid from Queens who's on her own for the first time. And although she's a total beginner in law enforcement and fighting crime, she said they'll love the feeling of beating up criminals to so let her frustrations out. And it has an affinity for 80s or 90s pop culture. Uh, that has nothing to do with her Spider-Man powers at all, or her relation to Spider-Man from the comic books. So, it sounds like it could just be a generic kind of show. Uh, I
0: mean, we, we we say this a lot on the podcast, right? Or at least I yeah. do. Like the fun of comic books and these characters and this universe to mine for like TV shows and movies is the ability for them to cross over and to uh, meet other characters because you have all of these superheroes in new york when you're making this comic book like oh you can run in the daredevil you can run in all these things so the whole like selling unique selling proposition of the mcu is everyone was going to live in the same universe i do not believe for a second silk is gonna gonna come across any high profile character in the spider-man universe on amazon prime Mm -hmm. i mean like come on now I do believe Phil Lord and Chris Miller can make good stuff. So I guess props to them for pulling more money out of Sony, but I would be more interested in this if it was like in the if it was like in the vein of like Spider-Verse, right? You know, I don't right. think you could get the animation as good as Spider-Verse because all the love and detail that goes into that, you'd have to like, you know, stretch it a little bit to turn it into a series, but I'm just like I don't care about Silk if like she has no connection to Spider-Man at all, right? You know.
2: Right. Well, exactly. And and that's the thing, you know, she is um she was bitten by I think the same spider that bit Peter Parker. Like she has a very like intimate connection with Spider-Man as a whole. And mm-hmm. for them to just be like, "Ah, oh, she's a she's a she's a cop and a crime fighter uh and she likes beating up people, and loves the 80s for some reason." Like none of that makes any sense. Like does she have abilities? Is this just like they're using the character names from the show to make another movie? This this feels like the Netflix approach they did with the Marvel shows, right? Like, yes,
0: exactly. I, but even less tied in. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Even with less attempts that we know of. Now, if they decide to be like you know, they they, they could go to animation. You know, at any point in time, they don't have to do Spider Verse animation. They could be like, oh, she's in a different universe, so her animation style is unique to her, and mm. then bring her into you know Spider Verse two or three or whatever down the road because. You know, all the characters, you know, in spiders had their own animation styles. So, uh, I, I, I would like to see that, you know, I, I hadn't thought about that, but like, that'd be probably the best way to do it. But I don't think, I don't think anything's good, good's going to come from this.
0: <laughs> yeah who knows if we'll even see it you know right we, we see a lot of these potential shows that we we get reports yeah. of uh, and then was that,
2: uh, the, they even... the madam webb show and the aunt may show <laughs> they were working on movies
0: yeah I, yeah T- to be fair i don't think that aunt may thing ever had any credence, but it is fun to rag on yeah
2: exactly <laughs> jesus uh sony figure figure it out in good news for the andor show uh this they've reportedly added ewan mcgregor in a recurring obi-wan role across several episodes uh, so we're okay. sort showing up there.
0: Chris, that's how you suddenly get me interested yeah. in a Cassian Andor show, right? Like this is now required watching uh before you go watch uh, the Obi-Wan standalone. So now the first thing that happens when you tell me Obi-Wan is going to be in your Andor show is I have to start making the mental map in my head. So it so it would so I guess I'm trying to think how old would Obi-Wan B be, because like
2: 15 years know, after the end of um Return of the Jedi Ge- or, or Revenge of the Sith.
0: The Revenge of the Sith, so he he wouldn't be looking about what he looks now. Yeah, he wouldn't be looking old man Obi-Wan, but the thing is the last time we saw Cassian Andor right before he died, that would have been old man Obi-Wan. So but the thing is the actor can only be de-aged, or we can only assume he's so much younger. I just kind of figured, like, oh, Cassian Andor, his series might be maybe a couple years before uh, Rogue yeah. One, maybe, like, five or six. So if that was the case, like... Yeah, that's why it's been about 16 years, yeah. Yeah, if that's the, the case, like, you and McGregor's look doesn't really line up with the, uh, the old Obi-Wan we saw in the original. So yeah. I guess we'll just, there'll be, has some sense of disbelief that we'll just have to, but, we'll just have to ease up so we well, can enjoy it. Right?
2: Th- well, I think if this gray him up a bit, it's fine. I, I mean, you know, he could go fully gray within like five years, but you know, um, i I, well, I think I, with the Obi-Wan show also, coming out. Yeah. I mean, also
0: it's, uh it's dizzy. Put a couple yeah. tracking dots on his face. I guess you yeah. can just de-age him well, or yeah. age him up. Yeah.
2: Or I mean, hell, I don't think you need to very much. I mean, to be honest, I mean, if they went back and replaced, you know, uh, Alec Guinness with with Obi uh, with Ewan McGregor, I wouldn't know. Uh, but no, I mean, I think I think it's fine. I think you know, th- if anything in Star Wars requires disbelief, it's Ewan McGregor being Obi Wan is fine with me. Like looking a little younger than Alec Guinness, that's fine. I think I think he does, he's a great actor. He's great in the role. Right. We all want this show. Uh, yeah. Obi Wan. So, so. Uh,
0: Alec Guinness was sixty three years old when he was filming A New Hope. Yep. And Ewan McGregor right now is, let's just round up, uh, he's 49, so let's just round up and like say he's 50 yeah. to make uh, math easier. So if you go back, well, I guess that's not too far off. So if we say Andor is like, let's say it's like six years in the past, so that would make Obi-Wan 54 and Ewan McGregor is basically 50 so I, I guess the the math is getting pretty close it's not yeah. two outlanders the problem is is Ewan McGregor is just a good looking dude yeah. so he just doesn't look his age so I guess that's the problem you got there yeah yeah and, and they'll, they'll figure it out it's 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 Disney plus and Star Wars uh, they- Disney that's that's I mean that's your sneaky trick to yeah. get me to watch Andor exactly I gotta watch it if I want to see Ewan McGregor
2: they they, they 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 I was like damn it they got us if uh, they're gonna get us to watch Best. this show, they 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 pulled, have to pull a character. Son in. Son of a bitch!
0: I guess uh, it begs the question now: Is the Obi Wan show going to be post Andor or pre Andor? Mm-hmm. I would assume pre Andor. You got a lot more road there, right. you know, to tell a story. Or
2: I mean, I think so what I would do is put Obi Wan first, and it ends with him, you know, setting him up to be an Andor, uh, mm-hmm. as you know, because I mean, he's got to be winding down, right? Like he we he probably wasn't very active to be old. Old, man Kenobi, uh, old Ben Kenobi, old Ben Kenobi.
0: But that probably won't be the release of the shows, right? Like Andor is going to be coming out before the Obi-Wan show, I believe. Uh um,
2: who, who knows? Uh you know, Star Wars, you know, they can
0: their their schedules are all over the place. They've been building
2: and, that big city for Andor, so. Yeah.
0: Well, also I guess like even though they are building uh, a big city, I I got to I mean, do you – I mean, I guess it depends on the success of the show, but I don't imagine a season two of Andor, so I guess you well, just kind of film it and just put it out whenever you in, need to,
2: right? Andor has yeah, – they have said it has opportunity for more seasons, um, um, but, right. but Obi-Wan I don't think has opportunity for more seasons. I think it's a one and done.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I guess we got to get – got to stick around for season two if we want to see K2SO, which is the – the, yeah. the character I liked the most out of his uh, story. So,
2: yeah. Or or who knows? I mean, they could take the, the Marvel approach. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, Star Trek, they've uh, hired uh, Kalinda Vasquez, who is a writer on Star Trek Discovery, Fear the Walking Dead, to write the script for a new Star Trek movie. Um, uh, with J.J. Abrams' bad robot producing the film uh, and... Supposedly, this is a reboot, but maybe it ties oh, no. <laughs> into the current Paramount shows. I mean, there's a little, there's very little known about this, right? They've hired someone to write it. She's actually worked on a lot of other shows, but those are like the, the two big ones that that were were tied in that she's currently active on. So I th- I think she knows Star Trek Discovery. And if she's working on Discovery, that would make me think it would tie into those, right? Like.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're the first to admit over here at Superhero Slate that we are not the Trek experts. But one thing I do know about Star Trek is they've been able to create all of these different shows because the timeline is so long, right? They're like hundreds of years apart, right? So these characters technically never lived at the same time. Like Picard, did Picard ever live in the same time as um, uh Oh god I can't even think of his name. Spock? <laughs> the, the, yeah, no, the the well I guess yeah, but like you know the Spock classic and Kirk. captain. Yeah, Spock and K- I mean I don't know if like uh, Picard ever lived at the same time I, but either way, yeah, I, don't know. I mean I guess you could do that if you want to make a feature film just you know pick a the century, you know, and yeah. make your movie well, in there you don't really have to reboot stuff.
2: And, and well the thing is the the current 3 reboot films did the original, you know, generation, right? Like the mm-hmm. the OG and they've not done the new generation, which I, you know, I think some people say is you know, one of their favorite, you know, series of Star Trek, right? I, I we know that from you know, um, Picard and, and Riker, and you know, Picard getting his own show. So they could do the next thing, you know, bridge the gap between you know, the, in this new reboot universe, the Kelvin timeline, with you know, hey, we're we're done with uh, Spock and Kirk, we're gonna jump forward to the new next generation characters and, and recast those. Uh, I think that'd be a really good opportunity to do that and have fun with those. And, and tell those stories but you're not getting patrick stewart back i don't think I think, <laughs> I think he gets another season of picard and you know we'll we'll see where that goes from there uh but would you want to watch another star trek movie i mean that's the thing you know i mean the last one was kind of the last two were kind of let downs um i mean
0: i mean i, I don't know are we going to get any of the chris's in it are we getting a pine or are we getting a hemsworth uh, are we, are we getting a, uh, it sounds like we're not getting the Tarantino, at least on this yeah. one. So the
2: Noah, Holly and Tarantino ones are apparently like in like you know, stalled in the water right now compared to this mm-hmm. one. But I get, you know, the, with Paramount plus having a whole, like they had their whole so what, Star Trek universe presentation the other day when they were announcing this, like, you know, is this just a ploy to tie all their Paramount stuff together, um, and bring it together? Cause there are a lot of, of moving pieces with the Paramount stuff. So. I don't know. We'll figure out more as we kind of move along. Uh, This is more of a PSA. Just a small section here, Mike. Uh, Pacific Rim the Black is on Netflix. I forgot about this. Came out like the middle of the week.
0: I'll need to check it out. Yeah,
2: it's like seven episodes. I uh, looked it up. Um, I didn't look the length up, but I don't think they're very long. So th- people were were saying it was really good and it was very it was brisk, which was nice. So I, I need to, I want to check this out because I was talking about Pacific Rim with somebody the other day uh, about how like I went and saw the, we went and saw in, like the four D kind of experience mm-hmm. on that, and uh, they wanted to go watch Kong versus Skull Kong versus Godzilla, uh, in that. Uh, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to go to movie theaters, but maybe. Uh, did you see this trailer for Thunder Force? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I only put it in here because it's a
2: superhero kind of kind of thing. Uh, this is not for me. I'm not a Melissa McCarthy fan by any means. I don't
0: even, I don't even think it's like a Melissa McCarthy thing. I think it's like last week we talked about how. Uh, I'm not going to judge Spongebob Camp Coral that much because I'm just not the age bracket anymore. This is just, like, the different direction, uh-huh. right? This is, like, the superhero movie for your mom. And that's not to say that it might not be entertaining and, you know, I, your mom might enjoy it and it might be fun. but uh, And it's just, like... I don't. It just. This is just like generic. This is just seems has generic written right. all over it. Like it's just like Melissa McCarthy, uh, in a superhero I, I, movie, but it's not a franchise base, so she's not playing a character that you know. There's no emotional connection to it to begin with, so it's just like okay. Well, let's.
2: It's it, and I hate to be that person, but this is targeted at middle-aged women, um, <laughs> and up. Uh, who enjoy Melissa McCarthy movies. And there's an audience for that. And And don't get me wrong. There are people who do, it's just
0: not us. And there is nothing wrong with middle-aged women at all. We're not hating on them, but it's just like, I mean, are you surprised that we're not super excited about this? I mean, but also too, it's just like, when's the last time you watched a Netflix original movie that really made you go, Oh man, they really knocked it out of the park on this one, boy. It's just like, we watched, what was it called Project Power? Is that was the last yeah, kind of big blockbuster that promise it, that we were supposed to get? That one, and that was, yeah. burn. That was A- extraction was Duke. pretty
2: okay. Uh, but I think you know the star mm-hmm. power behind that was was it. But you know, like I think you know, one person's invisible, one person's strong, and they're just causing hijinks across the city. Just
0: as not for me. So. Yeah, yeah. So we'll probably be skipping that one. Don't look for the spoiler cast of Thunder Force. Yeah,
2: no, not not here.
0: Here it is, Mike. The
2: moment we've all been waiting for the series finale of WandaVision. Wow, what a awesome.
0: long, strange journey it's yeah. been. Uh eight, it's been 8 weeks, 2 months. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was about to say. We got those first two at the top and man, it's been great. I've been thinking in in my head to myself, is this a show that I would rewatch because I'm not a, much of a drama rewatcher of a show. And I know the show kind of started like funny and stuff like that, but like I don't know like this is if you if you did if you did the time like what is this maybe I would take a guess that maybe this is six total hours of uh, entertainment.
2: Wait. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe a little under actually. Um, I actually have it available in a playlist that you can check that out on later. But, no. but, but, yeah. but here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I, I agree with you, but in the same regard, is this something that, you know, like, are there secrets they hid throughout the show that we didn't know until the end, like we, that, we can go back and unveil them Possibly,
0: yeah. That the narrative does have the advantage of going back. Of now, you know all of the secrets. It's not exactly like the Sixth Sense, you know, but you do kind of know what's going on here, so you can go back yeah. and watch it. And I think that the best way I can kind of like review this show and even this last episode in general is I can say before we uh, got on this uh, call and started uh, recording the podcast, I was like, oh, I'm gonna dive back in and watch a couple of scenes. You know, from the last two episodes of Wanda Vision. So, you know, I can kind of freshen my mind. It's been a couple of days since I've seen it. And what scenes do I go back and watch? You know, I'm not going back and I'm not watching the big bombastic action scenes. I'm not watching the battles. You know, I'm not saying that there was many of them, but like that's not what I'm going back for, right? I want to go back and I want to watch the scene where Vision talks about what the definition of grief is, mm-hmm. right? I go back and I watch like the, the tearjerker of um, Wanda like saying goodbye to her family. You know, those are the things I want to go back to. I want to go back and watch the intellectual battle between the two visions. Those are the scenes that I went back and watched. So I think that's uh, a credit to the show that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe were the big moments that we remember of like the gigantic battle at the end of Endgame, the slightly smaller battle at the end of Infinity War, the awesome like hand-to-hand combat that we love so much in... um, and well, the Winter Soldier, uh, yeah, the airport fight. So it's just like, when I think about WandaVision, I think about these emotional moments, and I just go like, wow, like, good job. Like, the fact that those are the things that I want to revisit the most, and this is an MCU property, I mean, like, that goes to show you that they they did what they set out to do. They, they made a show where these two characters made a very... Uh, a very uh, believable relationship. I mean, that was a that was a crazy thing early on in the MCU, right? When Vision was introduced, you know, you would yeah. go up to your friends that don't know much about the MCU and be like, "Hey, guess what? That robot and that witch are gonna fall in love." And you're just like, "What? That doesn't yeah. make any sense." And then on the screen, you start to think, like, "Does that make any sense? You know, why would these two fall in love?" And then we get the backstory, we get the emotional connection in this series, and it just works. So I have to say, like. They 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 knocked it out of the park. I totally believe that these two were meant for each other, and we are totally in spoiler section. Yeah. You know, we saved it for the end of the show. I'm so happy that the vision yeah. is still with us. Right. You know, he's going to be going on some sort of vision, <laughs> vision quest. Vision over. quest. And, I, and well, that's where that.
2: they, they took it. They took it right from that yeah. that, that
0: story arc. He he's going to find himself. Hopefully he'll get the color back in. I, I kind of have headcanon that he's going to go to, like, West Coast Customs and they're going to give him a new paint job. Well, they, so, they had a West we'll, Coast we'll
2: Avengers see. for a while in the in the Yeah, course.
0: that's true. He's going to, on his way to that uh, that new compound, he's going to he's gonna swing by the body shop. So I'm so happy that we don't have to say goodbye to Paul Bettany because I absolutely yeah. loved, but, I loved his performance as a that, vision in this series. That was the, the
2: biggest thing. You know, like, I was like, oh, no, we're going to have to, like, the only actor who's been in technically three different decades of Marvel properties Paul Bettany, we're going to have to say goodbye to him uh, at the end of the show. They didn't. What I think has been great, and I agree with you on everything, that the Marvel television shows um, are able to tell these small stories. This is a small story, right? Like, Uh if you tried to put this, and and it is five hours and 20 20 minutes, including credits. Uh, I was close. um, I was close. Is... Uh, in a movie, you'd be bored to shit, right? Like they'd rush <laughs> all this character development, all the little things, all the details. You know, from the start, like you know, um, uh, the dinner party with the guy choking on the uh the the chocolate strawberry. You uh-huh. know, all the way through the um the 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 theory that you know, um that. What's his name? Evan Peters, you know, is uh, an X-Men character, right? Like- would you
0: Would you even feel bad for the town folk if this was a two-hour movie? Exactly. Right? The, fa- the fact that we, we... Who knows? I don't know exactly what the timeline of this specific event in the MCU was supposed to be, but it feels like it was two months to us because yeah. we sat and we watched it for two months. So I can just imagine these people being mind controlled for that long and when they're they're snapped out of it and they're like begging wanda to yeah. like let them loose it's just like i feel it i would not feel that in a two-hour movie and, and
2: I, th- I think it's if i'm if i'm if i remember correctly, it's like seven days like one for every decade was a different day I oh, think they okay. did. but but regardless it's it's still like we spent time with them every week we came together and talked about it every week right like and, and put our own ideas and thoughts and theories behind oh, all this and and the show that, became
0: so much larger when that one uh kind of a biz not busy buddy but the kind of like you know catty uh evil not evil neighbor, but she was like the the meat the mean one when yeah, she was Dottie. just like will you just let me see my daughter she's locked in a room i you can make her do whatever you want i just want to see her again it's yeah. just like oh my god this is yeah
2: dark yeah exactly i mean there's there's a lot to this and they built up over time they 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 gave us little hints and tidbits here and there you know it's been two weeks uh since we learned you know it was agatha all along and even (laughs) in another episode in this one you know they had spectacle there were effects right like this was you know this was where the money effects went in shots went into this Mm -hmm. um you know uh, uh my friend brian said you know the vision shots is like the dragon ball battles you you wish you saw on dragon ball z
0: right like oh where they, yeah where they're going there's after this, each other there's this great shot that i really really loved in this final episode when wanda is starting to remove the walls and they're kind of tearing open and the two visions are in the sky and this yeah. is kind of maybe just a couple seconds before they do the dragon ball kamehameha yeah the foreheads at the at, at each other and you just see this great Moment of scale where they're up in the clouds, but you can kind of see the walls coming down, so you see the scale of the walls. It's just a great composition. It was yeah. so cool to look at. Yeah. And
2: then the other thing is, you know, Wanda has a family and children, and if we did got them within two hours, she had kids, and, you know, at the end she has to get rid of them, you know, we wouldn't care at all. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the loss that, you know, Wanda again has to grieve the loss of everybody yet again in her short MCU lifespan. Uh, but also at the same time would this be an avengers level crisis at the end of the day would this mm-hmm. uh, would the, no one else outside of the the avengers would need to be here for this right um mm-hmm. because a the sword fallacy of the, her stealing the body would be seen through like right away and and b you know this is you know 7 days small event small scale stuff perfect for television perfect mm-hmm. for doing this and that's why
0: i really love it um
2: you know Throughout the whole thing and, and and the fun fun little tidbits along the way. And it's
0: and it's cool to see something small scale get a lot of money, right? Yeah. One thing I noticed in the final episode, because we got to see downtown a little bit more, yeah. and the way kind of downtown is structured, I was like, this is a set. This isn't just like some street in Georgia where they like coned off like, you know, uh, the downtown area. Like they built that. I'm almost 100% positive because you can tell because when you're at the ground level, you can – they built – buildings so they like curve and they kind of obscure streets so you don't really get any of these long shots of how long like a road goes right and everything looks like brand new and actually when they do the transformation to normal Westview where like things are dirty and boarded up i think they're putting visual effects on top of their like retro set to make it look older uh because i was paying very close attention so i think it's really cool that there's like this uh there's kind of this quaint downtown that they just built in like You know outside of Atlanta right and Usually they only do that for shows Because they think they're going to have longevity And they're going to be able to reuse this set for years And years and years so I don't think the MCU will technically ever Return to Westview but I wouldn't be surprised if you see, like, another production. Who knows? It could be a Netflix show. It could be an HBO Max show. But, you know, they rent yeah. that lot, you know. So it's just like, oh, yeah, this is a Westview. But, you know, it's a totally different well, show. So yeah. I thought that's cool that, you know, when you have that type of money, you don't have to necessarily put it into visual effects. You can just flex and be like, oh, yeah, I'm the showrunner. Build me a downtown because I yeah. got the money.
2: Right. Well, Well. even then, I think, I think it's it's not even the showrunner. I think at the, at the end of this day, we had two credit scenes, right? And uh-huh. what this, this show is able to do is tie into the MCU at large. Um, actually, is kicking off three separate properties at the end of this. Um, now, I cannot fault this because this show was originally supposed to come out last summer, and Doctor Strange was like two weeks after it, which uh-huh. would make sense, right? Because Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in Doctor Strange, in the Multiverse of Madness. So, like, I was like, oh, why did it end here? What's in Doctor Strange? Well, it was supposed to originally be this way, but we've had to deal with the pandemic, people.
0: Chill the fuck out. I mean, uh, we do get a benefit though of now we only have to wait two weeks for the next Marvel series. Exactly, right? so it's yeah. not it's not all that bad, right? Exactly.
2: <laughs> but it, it was cool because it sets up three things. Number one, it sets up what appears to be Secret Invasion with the mm-hmm. the, the reveal of a scroll and Nick Fury up in space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, she's in um, Captain Marvel, which is dealing with the same scrolls. That could be the daughter, the young girl she was with when she was younger, Monica Rambeau. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing is, of course, Doctor Strange. Uh, we we get to see. Um, it, do you remember the end of the Incredible Hulk where it goes through the valley in the hills, and you see the Hulk like or, or yeah, Bruce Bader yeah, doing yeah, the cabin thing? Yeah, kind of. It's yeah. the same goddamn thing. I'm like, oh, that's awesome because you know <laughs> a lot of people they don't they don't tie the Incredible Hulk into this. But we see Wanda doing her stuff as a
0: person, and also her astral projection, reading the Darkhold. I call that. Uh, Yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't catch the astral projection at first. I thought like there was just like, you know, we were just kind of being led through the cabin. So I didn't realize like, oh, she's doing this independently from her body. I had to see kind of some people online discussing that. And then uh, probably the biggest takeaway from that scene is that we get to hear the kind of uh, faint voices of her children. Yeah. So they they're out there somewhere. I you know, are they in a multiverse? Is right. that where she's going to pull them from? We don't exactly know. Right. Um but, but it was kind of cool. It was cool that that visual was cool because it was very Doctor Strange. Like yeah. that's exactly what he looks like when he was, you know, reading the time stone and looking at all the different outcomes in um yeah. Infinity and, War. And in his
2: movie when he's he's reading all the books when his body's asleep as well. Like uh, Oh yeah. So so that. it was very very a lot of parallel. I think they even played the Doctor Strange tune under that as well when she's doing that, which is really cool. But the Darkhold is fun because this it neither confirms or denies that Shield and Runaways are in the same universe, but I feel like it leans towards the denial aspect because the Darkhold is a different design than
0: yeah. the MCU one. The book looks totally different. Like, I made Chris. I, I forced Chris <laughs> to send me a side-by-side picture because I just assumed he had it. I just assumed yeah. he has all of this stuff ready to go for me, and no. I don't think he did, so it was nice. Thank you well, for Well It was very quick, though. I mean, I knew what you I knew what you yeah. wanted. But, like, I was up to date on the Darkhold. I forgot to put this in the corn stream, but uh, there's this dude on YouTube. I may have talked about him before. He's called the Man of Recaps, and he watches a lot of the same stuff that we watch and talk about here on this show. And after he finished watches some, watching something, he creates like a cool little recap. So I watched a recap for all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it took me 45 minutes. But uh, the fact that you can condense seven seasons of a show into uh, 45 minutes is very impressive. So I got to like reacquaint myself with the Darkhold for a couple minutes there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not the same book. So, I, you know, I think it's safe to say like, you know, even though Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D did tie itself into the mcu really good you just you gotta you gotta know that it was a Jeff Loeb property and the the, dude's gone it's not really tied anymore there's no really reason to bring it back up so just assume it's like its own fractured timeline it's probably not gonna pop up again i mean and you can see it right here if they truly were going to bring back agents of shield or tie it in they would have made the books look the same right that would have been
2: the sure sign i think of it now at the same time they could be like well the books are you know the books have a personality they can change whatever that's fine I don't I don't give a shit they want to throw it in there a little bit but it's fine um, but also uh, I I think this is the the episode you needed Mike because it tells you who Quicksilver was Chris.
0: Chris, okay. Before we talk about this, because I have a lot to say <laughs> about Quicksilver, but before we talk about that, we can talk about other things oh. that people were uh, were trying to figure out out there in the world. Apparently, there was this quote that was just outlandishly misconstrued um, uh, from um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen about you know a possible cameo and reveal. So there was a lot of people just waiting. Oh no, that was that was Paul breath. Bettany.
2: Paul Bettany said he, he had a cameo with an actor who just there was fireworks between him and then it
0: was himself no. oh well well, <laughs> <laughs> well also I, I, that probably didn't help but before that I guess WandaVision uh-huh. or our Elizabeth Olsen was saying that like there was this headline a couple of weeks ago where, oh, get ready for your Luke skywalker s cameo. But, like, that's not what she was saying. Yeah. She was saying, like, oh, there is going to be pr- some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. You know, stay tuned. She never said anything about, like, a cameo. And that totally explains, like, why, like, Magneto was trending. Uh. You're off your rocker. If you thought Magneto was ever going to pop up in this show, it wouldn't really yeah. make any sense. Like, I understand in the comic books, like, that is her father. Well, it even, depends even on the comic if, like, books you read, (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. But even if you pulled in Magneto from a multiverse, narratively it doesn't make any sense. The story of Wanda, at least in the show, has nothing to do with her parents. Like, I I understand that they die from a tragedy, but it's all about her relationship with Vision, and then sometimes it extends to the relationship with her brother, but this was never about her and her parents, yeah. so like I don't know why you would expect Magneto to pop up. It just doesn't make any sense. So uh, I do feel bad it, for anybody who believed these headlines because you know, uh, you know, sometimes you can't always believe you, believe everything you see on the internet. Yeah. I suppose if you see it enough, you start to assume that but, it might be real. It, it looks like the Paul
2: Bettany thing when he said he had a came in with an actor and and they had sparks and it's you know ends up being him as the other Vision, the White Vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but, then it
0: just it just takes one like comic book outlet to go like. Oh, he said sparks. So since he's made of vibranium, we can only assume that adamantium claws. The well, Wolverine confirmed. So, so it was, you know, it was just... like Robert. They
2: were like it's it's uh, it's uh, not Robert De Niro. It's uh, Al Pacino no, Jr.? no, Al Pacino oh, yeah. portraying himself as Mephisto because he was the devil and the devil's advocate. And he like once said yeah. he wanted to work with Al Pacino fifteen years ago. And yeah. you're like. This is the worst goddamn thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I, I will say that's uh, that's a different conversation than what I'm about to bring up for Evan Peters and, and Quicksilver. But, like, y- yeah, I'm, I'm just patting ourselves on the back that we never brought up this crazy uh, Magneto, like, oh, yeah. you know, type of thing. We didn't fall for it. So that's a whole reason why you should subscribe to superhero, superhero Slate. We're not going to lead you down yeah. really uh, weird wormholes that you don't believe to go down but if you watch this show uh the creators of the show itself might lead you down a, a hole maybe on accident I-, I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they thought this Evan Peters casting would be fun, right? You know, I'm trying to I'm I'm really trying to understand what they were thinking of in the writers room. And I believe they had nothing but good intentions because they made a great show. I love everything about this show, but I just think that they were like, let's bring her brother back, right? but maybe let's have some fun with it right they isn't it always funny in tv shows how they recast a character oh yeah i like ah. that 70s show remember when they had their recast the uh, the sister in that they just yeah. brought they just brought in like a new actor that kind of looked like her and they're just like they were probably thinking oh who who looks like aaron taylor johnson oh we should get evan peters that would be a fun cameo i i get it i totally get the mindset that they were going down there, that this would be a fun moment, but it just it didn't work because you are working within the MCU, where nerds made you the way that you are right now. The whole reason that this is a huge franchise that even gets the opportunity to make a streaming series is because these nerds just really built you up with all of this excitement and lore around it, so... I just feel like it was a misfired shot to cast oh. Evan Peters because he didn't turn out to be an alternate version of Quicksilver. And I'm I'm I'll be the first to say I didn't need him to be they made me think it was going to be. Like it didn't have to go that way. I didn't need them to introduce the multiverse in this show. It wasn't something that I was craving. Uh it you know, it it wasn't necessary on my end to enjoy the show. And I and really the character of her brother, this fake brother, faux brother, whatever, he doesn't even really go anywhere. There's really no conclusion. She doesn't really have a conversation with this uh fake uh fake Pietro at the end of the show. There's no like goodbye or like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry that you're not around anymore. Her, I think her last interaction with him was like energy blasting him right. over a hay, b- hay barrel. Right, because he, uh, he unveiled himself to not be her brother. Yeah, so to me, like the whole storyline in general didn't really add a whole lot to the show. I liked the quirky brother kind of uncle living in the attic type of story. I think that's really funny. Getting Uncle Jesse vibes and stuff from like Full House and stuff like that. or No, Uncle Joey. He was the one that lived in the base Jesse lived in the attic. Wow, there's a lot of people living in that yeah. house. That really was a full house, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> but, like, it just feels like it was, like, a misfired shot. I, I, I don't think it needed to be Evan Peters. Um, there's some people out there stretching it a little bit farther, saying, like, well, they didn't definitively confirm it wasn't him. You know, there was... Um, Apparently there's a poster in the attic in that last scene where we see of him of like a baseball player. And if you Google that baseball player, he's somebody who played outside of like Washington, D.C. And that's kind of canonically where Evan Peters Quicksilver lived and in that x movie. So I, I'm basically just pushing out of my head. I think it was just a weird thing well, that they were trying to make like an Easter egg, but it was just too forward. So uh, that's the only kind of like just blemish I would say is on the show was just this weird decision, but I'm not hung up on it anymore. Cause it, I feel like I've gotten an answer of what it's supposed to be. It just wasn't the answer that I was expecting or hoping for. Well, so, so that I, that's my long and short of it. Well, basically.
2: And I think that's where I, I've seen a lot of detractors are. Their theories didn't come true. So therefore they're upset at the show or they didn't like it the way that things didn't go the way they wanted to. Uh, if you look at it, actually I think this was a smart move because the Evan Peters is it's literally they are Agatha's messing with Wanda the same way the the, the directors and actually if you go look it up Kevin Feige is messing with us. He did this, not the director. So you you wanna you wanna pin it on anybody, put it on the the head of the studios because I think yeah, I, it's I, very I, it's I a it's a meta show about it's like we're watching a show about a show. I mean it's it's her again, WandaVision it's not because Wanda and Vision, it's Wanda's vision of a perfect life kind of thing. Like there's so much yeah. meta about this show that's fun. Like I, I, I think, you know, no like they didn't promise the multiverse. Again, I told you there's no precedent for the multiverse. So the fact they got in there recast and that's fun that he was it because he was also in um they were kick-ass together. I don't know if you knew that. Um, they were both... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, like, were, they, were, they were friends in that. Yeah, Ever Peters was the friend. Yeah, and they both became Quicksilvers later. But I think it's just fun. I, I mean, but the thing is, like, he was there. His, his purpose was to mess with Wanda and throw her off while Agatha was trying to do yeah, more I, and figure I, it out.
0: Yeah, I get that, but, like, how does it... In my mind, I watch, how does this mess with Wanda? Because Wanda has... Does not have the, the X-Men collection on Blu-ray, right? She mm-hmm. has no idea... Who this character is so to me like we don't even really get an explanation necessarily why well we kind of do the only reason she really believes it's her brother is because she wanted her brother to be alive so bad and i think agatha has a line of just like you were you were so desperate you would have believed anyone was your brother kind of something along those lines so to me it seemed like they were trying to do a fun cameo like how when they bring back um they bring back uh, the who who played the original Hulk again? What what's his name? Edward um uh, No, before that, the one oh, on the TV oh, show, uh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. That's just like you bring back Lou Frigno for the Avengers to do the voice for the Monster Hulk version. Mm-hmm. Like that's a like that but, right but there. That's like a, that's a fun Easter egg. That's an Easter but egg like,
2: slash cameo. This is a, an actor in a role as he had a whole episode. To, I mean, to to do this with. I mean, I think that's yeah, the thing. It, he it was bigger than a cameo. It's bigger than a role. But it is it is meta to they they're messing with us you know they're messing with Wanda everyone's yeah. getting messed with a, a, as a as a whole thing
0: yeah I'll put it I'll put it this way it, it overall seeing how it concluded it just didn't even really need to be in the show really at all because the the conclusion wasn't really that exciting right like Monica Rambo even really didn't really outsmart him that much either right she just like kind of for some i don't even remember how she did it it was so uneventful she just outsmarts him and then uses her like new vision to like pull off his like necklace and that's and that's just kind of the end of it like Mm -hmm. that's it you know this kind of uh, a storyline of the the show uh wrapped up so that was confusing and i was also we see his headshot where uh, i do like that his last name was boner because that's that's a reference That's another meta
2: reference to it like everyone is is messed up
0: yeah, well, like Boner, that's a reference to a, um, to, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's 80s or 90s uh, um, family sitcom of, oh God, I don't remember the name of it. It was the one where Leonardo DiCaprio's in it and his name, like, was Boner. So I thought that was a funny, that was a funny reference, but I was trying to figure out, like, why was it a headshot? Why was his head shot in the attic? I guess since it's a television show, there well, like he I guess be, a, we don't a, a know his
2: profession. He could he could be an actor.
0: I it feel. was just really weird. the The execution of the whole brother storyline was just odd to me. But I'm not hung up on it too much uh, because, like I said, so much of the show was great. I I absolutely lo- love. I think my favorite overall scene, maybe of the entire series, was uh, Vision talking to Vision about the ship of Theseus that was just so cool because it was just like this is exactly how two visions would fight each other they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't end up coming to blows they would just outsmart each other or they would talk about like you know philosophy or theology and stuff like that so that was just like my favorite scene i ma- i went back and i watched it before we started recording the show so i just love that they included stuff like that so overall so much more positive you know i you know we we you know we talk about it, we're just having a conversation so i just bring up you know a couple things that may bug me i thought agatha looked a little bit too much like a hocus pocus witch that kind of took me out of it every once in a while because there's these big dramatic scenes that are happening in broad daylight in the middle of the day and it's just like i think i saw somebody on twitter say like ooh this has disney channel original movie vibes written all over it and i was like oh yeah i can kind of see that so i just i looked past it though cuz i was having a good well, time well i
2: think the um, one of the cool things, you know, I I give they they gave Wanda her freaky movement back from Age of Ultron, uh, mm-hmm, where that she was speaks fun. up on people, and then uh, you know when she went full essentially Scarlet Witch, she used you know again her, she outsmarted um, Agatha with the runes mm-hmm. around around the Vision. But, oh yeah, that was cool. But I liked. That. But also one of the unique things about the show compared to other Marvel properties, they didn't kill her. They didn't kill Agatha. Um, mm-hmm. So she has an opportunity to return in other movies and other TV shows down the road to cause problems or, or or provide exposition for whatever she needs magic for. I don't know. Um, You know, does this, does the the real question is, does this make Wanda a villain at the end of this, you know, when it's all said and done? I think
0: it just, it just makes her, it just makes being a superhero in the real world with normal powered people. It's just a complicated situation, right? It's not always going to work out how you hope it's going to work out. Well, I really loved this kind of overall idea of the whole reason Wanda got into this situation to begin with is because even though she's so powerful and she can like whoop Thanos's butt in a uh, in Avengers Endgame if you know she really wants to and she really needs to, she can really do it, especially when she's not distracted trying yeah. to like you know keep Vision alive, you know in the in the middle of the Wakandan forest, right. Uh, She's a powerhouse, but the reason she's a powerhouse Is because she has no control She's just all emotion when she's out there Fighting, you know, she's barely been trained It's not like, you know, uh, Hydra didn't know What they were doing when they were making her They have no idea how to like um, How to hone this ability You know, they just were lucky that it even turned out the way it did So I love this lore that they've added To the character of just like You're so strong because you're just, like, a wild animal. You need to, like, learn how these powers work. So that made me love that second post-credit scene even more because, like, she's going to be so much stronger now, right? She's easily going to be one of the strongest people in the MCU because she has the Darkhold. Like, it kind of looked like she was absorbing maybe some of Agatha's power, but not 100%. Sure, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, that purple, that red goop getting all mixed together, but... She's unlocking all of the secrets to her power. Right, now. but
2: here's the problem: the Darkhold is an evil book. I don't think mm-hmm. she's le- she's not reading the books Doctor Strange read right under the the tutelage there. She's reading this evil book where Agatha learned everything, and you yeah. know, w- you know what is what 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 is going to what cost is going to come at this? You know, as yeah, Mordo said, the, the bill comes due.
0: Yes, and you know we we've, we've seen the the downfall of the Darkhold in Agents of Shield, even though it's probably not going to be canon uh, moving forward, right. but. It really makes me think that, that this is what's setting up uh, the multiverse. She's going to want her yeah. children back so bad, she's going to read this multiverse spell, she's going to perform this the forbidden well, incantation, the, and she's going to rip up, rip open the, space time. The,
2: the, the multiverse, again, it's already been confirmed in, in Marvel. In Doctor Strange, they mentioned the multiverse multiple times. The sling rings are portals to the multiverse is their exact mm-hmm. word. So I don't think she's going to create a multiverse, but I think... Using her powers unchecked, you know, with the dark she's, hold will open she, up
0: something coming. She's gonna break
2: something. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the best word yeah. to, so to I, use. Well, I just, just so everyone, really, like, there's no creation of the multiverse, it's already there. We're just gonna be messing up to where things are probably gonna bleed over in, in ways that aren't supposed to happen. Uh, for that, the last thing I want to talk about is, um, and do the scene with the kids, uh, uh, is the uh, when they they stop the cops or the, the I guess uh-huh. the sword that's speed does the exact same thing Quicksilver did in Days of Future Past where he stops all the bullets coming around from the the police shooting at Magneto and Wolverine and Xavier. Uh-huh. Uh, speed did his the little kid did the same thing like he went around
0: and stole the goggles and hats from all the the sword people really fast. Like, I
1: thought that was
2: a really fun.
0: It, it, it does make you wonder if it's a if it's an homage or if just like this is just the logical extension of yeah. what a super fast person would do in any scenario. Well, just like, yeah, just run around and grab a bunch of stuff. But, that seems to be the most efficient way. But
2: he had the same goggles and like the ha- the, the style when he was done was identical to it. Like, that's why they're Ooh. like, oh, it's an homage to that. But also, you know, finally, at the end of this, you know, when Wanda gave gives up everyone like it was like. The most depressing thing is, like, you know, they have, like, a, hey, kids, look at the flowers kind of scenario. Like, we're going to close mm-hmm. this door, and you're going to die in, like, five minutes, so. Uh,
0: yeah, we didn't even get to see it. <sighs> what an yeah. emotionally charged scene, watching, like, Vision just, like, fade mm-hmm. away. He did say they they, they they had this, like, great line yeah. where it's just, like, we've said good, like, we've said hello. We, we say said goodbye, goodbye before.
2: Guy, so before. We'll, we'll, we'll say hello yeah, again. Yeah,
0: it's just, it's just so great. I can't wait for them to get back together. Yeah. Um, that the we should say this last epic episode was called series yeah. finale so it, no one's under the assumptions that we're never seeing these characters again but just seems like if wanda is going to come back to disney plus again it'll be in another title of a show not saying that you know it won't be another season with like wanda but you know it just won't yeah. be called wanda vision yeah. maybe it'll be called the scarlet witch right you know or something like that or maybe it'll be like vision show well, the, or, uh, you know maybe
2: the uh there was a series called vision and the scarlet witch uh, uh, for a while mm-hmm. comic book series. Um, but like you said, you know, they can't revisit this whole premise again, where Wanda's giving out TV show vibes uh, mm-hmm. for a whole season. And you're like,
0: why is she doing TV show vibes again? Yeah, um, This was just nine episodes of a super powered person processing yeah. grief. And their crazy, wacky hijinks that uh, ensued when you have superpowers and you're going through something uh, uh, horrible like mm-hmm. this uh, type of loss. But yeah, very emotionally charged ending. Uh, I saw some people, like, posting pictures of themselves, like, crying. I'm not trying to be, like, tough macho guy, but I wasn't exactly shedding tears, but I was, oh, I felt it. Ooh. I, I felt the I felt the end of this one, so I'm I'm looking forward to next week uh, when we get to Come watch the, the the making yeah. of a uh, Wandavision, and then just man, Chris, one week after mm-hmm. that, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, well, ponying up. But
2: now now my problem is since these were all 30 minutes up to 45, I'm gonna have to get up an extra 15 minutes to fit these hour long Falcon and <laughs> Winter Soldier episodes in.
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm waking
2: up in the morning. There ain't there ain't no
0: way I can uh, I, I can. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. get on the internet, you're gonna be ruined on a Friday. So. so. Yeah, so stay tuned to this like format that we set up. Yeah, we, we're forcing you. We're we're forcing you to wa- to listen to all of superhero slate to get to the end to listen to us talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Exactly how Disney is going to get you to watch Andor because they're putting Obi Wan in it. So uh, we're we're following the same uh, the same uh, tactics that uh, that the Bob's over there are doing. So stay tuned. Stay subscribed, and uh, in two weeks, we'll be talking about the next big old primo streaming show, Falcon and the Winter Falcon
2: Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. The, uh, the the Soldier.
0: I mean, I don't know what to expect out of that one, but I'm very excited because it's got like at yeah, least three, I'm, four
2: returning characters that we know of. So,
0: I mean, I, I'm going to have to rewatch Civil War for sure. That's I feel like that's required viewing. You know, uh, Age of Ultron was like kind of additional supplemental viewing for WandaVision uh Infinity War and uh was probably more required I would say for WandaVision mm-hmm. uh but yeah uh, Age of Ultron uh, Civil War is going to be very very important for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah,
2: yeah, Civil War and I mean um yeah, probably the, the end of Endgame. game. I mean, in-game to, to kind yeah.
0: of set the status quo. Yeah, I mean, that, that's tying into everything, yeah. so.
2: Yeah, it sets the status quo, so. All right, well, uh, that's, uh, that's our news for this week. Mike, if you want to know what you're up to, where can they find you
0: at? Well, they can catch me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my webcomics at PickledComics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing out there in the real world (IRL), where can they find you?
2: You can find me on uh, Instagram Valdan87 or Twitter Valdan V A L D A N. Uh, love to see you there. Uh, people want to know more about our show, more about what we do, our reviews. We've got—I think we've got reviews coming up. Uh, you know, full reviews. If people want to know more about those and everything we do, Mike, where can they find us at?
0: Oh it's so easy Just visit superhero slate.com. That is the best place To find all the avenues We host our show And to get our Awesome show notes And our awesome Upcoming release calendar I mean we're talking About release dates All the time on this show And it gets very confusing Hard to keep track of So just go to superhero com And click on Upcoming releases uh, You can find us On Apple Podcasts YouTube, Spotify Wherever else you love To listen to fine podcasts Spotify is on the rise And uh, we were talking about uh, It might be Overtaking Apple Podcasts So yeah. maybe I'll need to, uh, maybe I'll need to to rephrase this read and say uh, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at superhero superheroslate.com uh, slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. What did you think about WandaVision? Uh, did you, unfortunately, hope that you were going to see Magneto? Uh, how do you feel about the whole Evan Peters thing uh, overall? Did you love the show? Did you hate the show? Did you come back to it? A lot of people fell off after those first two episodes because they're like, what's happening here this isn't superhero stuff this is weird vintage television I hope you came back to it and I hope the show redeemed itself in your eyes uh, let us know what you thought about WandaVision we'd love to hear it and if you want to be a super fan of the show uh, we love our super fans all you gotta do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy Uh, You got to wear your mask. You got to get vaccinated. You got to stay socially distanced. Uh, On top of that, uh, 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 people are trying to, uh, the factory workers are trying to unionize over there at a sorting facility in Amazon. So if you want to show solidarity, you got to boycott Amazon for a week. Uh, That's difficult to do because it's a big part of our lives. But uh, uh, unions make literally everything that we talk about on this show. Uh, So they're very, very important to me. So uh, support any union workers in your town because they're great people and you'll be a super fan of the show and uh, we love you and we'll be here every week folks
2: all right we'll see you guys next week all
0: right adios
1: thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe
2: got up early cleaned the house went through the garage started working there you know one of those days look at you you're such Not an, an sh- adult